2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, they're not fought in the natural man. What you're seeing is a manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual, uh, particularly over in Russia, moving into Ukraine. Uh, don't be distracted with the physical as much as we are to help and send out goods and help those that are in need. But there is a spiritual dimension that the church of Jesus Christ need to be in the place of intercessory prayer. And so we're not wrestling against uh, the things of the flesh and the blood and the weapons that we have, that we have, that are given to us through the cross, through the victory of Christ on the cross, through the blood, through the resurrection. The Christ is on the throne tonight through those our weapons, our, our warfare, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty. Our weapons are mighty. Praise the Lord. Our weapons are mighty. Our weapons are not, not what we have created, but through Jesus tonight that our weapons are mighty. We have mighty weapons. We have mighty weapons tonight. It's just a wonderful revelation for us when we come to prayer. Saint of God, the weakest saint on their knees before the throne of grace can defeat every devil and every power of darkness. Not in our strength, it's in Christ and Him alone. And so the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, 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 fortified things, fortified places, fortified uh Demonic holes, fortified circumstances, fortified areas. Uh, and I, I believe that in this particular portion or bit of the world that we're in, that we're surrounded by strongholds of wickedness, strongholds of the enemy. But our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strong. We need a visitation of God. We have seen a land, we know that this town, even that where God has placed us, is, is crippled. It's crippled with religion. It's crippled with secret societies. It's crippled with all those secret orders and all the religious activity of men. It's crippled with now we see the whole drug scene and, and the immorality and everything that's coming. We see these strongholds, but our weapons are mighty. Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of those strongholds through God, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? How do we know what the knowledge of God is? The knowledge of God is your, the Word of God, the Bible that's sitting upon your knee. That is the knowledge of God. So anything that is contrary to, anything, anything, no matter, you know, Paul says if an angel comes or an apostle or even I preach another gospel, let them be accursed. There is nothing but the authority of God's Word. So anything that is above this, anything that tries to distort this, the Bible says that our weapons will cast down the imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So there's the battle. Most of our battles we know just to sure. I just feel this is off the Lord to sure, but most of the battles that we have, that we come into, that we walk through, are battles that are in our mind, uh, with the enemy working lies being sown, 
uh, in circumstances, crushing times that press in upon us as a people where we know we're in a very intense time. There's a very intense spiritual activity that's all around us. The devil knows his time is short. Jesus is coming very soon. Praise the Lord. And we know then that the enemy knows that this is his last throw against the church of Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, don't be distracted. Don't get caught up in the distractions. We've been filled with distractions for two years uh, with what has happened with the pandemic. And then we're coming out of the pandemic and we go into a full-scale possible on the edge of a third world war. And all of a sudden we're distracted again. But you know, when God looks down, I'm sure and today I just feel to say this, the unlawful lot of what's happening, it's distractions. It's to get us away again from our focus to be on the Lord. We're seeing the price of everything go up. We're seeing the, 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 the carnage of what is happening. But can I tell you, brothers and sisters, when God looks down, because he, he does look down, it's all below him. It's all beneath him. He sits. He's above everything. And when he looks down, he doesn't look and see. And Putin is not a very pleasant man, but he doesn't see Putin as, a, as an evil, wicked man. And then look over to the West and see Biden and, and Boris Johnson saying, well, they're the good guys. He sees the wickedness of man. The only hope for our nations is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He sees the murder, the murder of the innocent and their millions in the West. God sees the wickedness of man's heart. And in His grace and His mercy and His long-suffering, He hasn't come, but He is coming. And so we need to pray for a revival. We need to pray for a move of the Spirit of God. We need the only hope for our nation, but these nations is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the weapons of our warfare. Brothers and sisters, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. Today I've done a little thing with the kids. We had Goliath in painted form on a couple of sheets of wallpaper. And he's about, there's different heights that people say is because of the measurement of the cubit in the scripture. So he could be as little as seven foot eight or right up to over 10 feet. He's a big guy. That's basically, he was a big fella. And so we had it. And I got wee Ezra out at one stage to stand beside Goliath. And three meters is from that bar to the floor. So it's somewhere around there is the smallest he was. And we Ezra was standing, standing beside him. And I asked the children, if you thought there was going to be a fight in the natural between Goliath and Ezra, who do you think would win? And they said, Ezra. <laughs> Kids are great, aren't they? They just don't go with the narrative, you know what I mean? But No, but really, but who do you think? Oh, Ezra. And so uh, they all thought Ezra was going to win, you know. And uh, But praise the Lord, he will win, and he does win against the giants. And we just talked about those five smooth stones. You know, he put off Saul's armor. But he went into that river and he pulled out those five smooth, not rough, but smooth stones. You know, I made a bit of a sling uh, just to sort of show when we were whipping it around the top of our heads. But I was just reading a thing. They say those slings, that when a smooth stone leaves one of those slings, it goes the speed of a bullet. That's powerful. Like that's thousands of years ago. That's the weaponry. But David had that sling sweeping around the top of his head and that smooth stone, it was only going one place. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. And I want to ask you tonight, friend, what Goliath are you facing? What giant have you come into this room tonight that is threatening you, intimidating you, 
that is coming against you tonight, that is quenching the spirit within you, that is breaking your heart, that is troubling your mind, what, what giant do you face? Could I tell you, just you look a little bit higher than that giant and you're going to see Jesus. We have weapons tonight. We need to use the weapons that he's given us in this prayer meeting tonight to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. You know the devil's a liar. How many people know the devil's a liar? He is a liar. But God has given us weapons. Five stones. Goliath had four brothers. One for every giant. Praise the Lord. There's one for every giant tonight. That we can believe the Lord in this prayer meeting tonight. You know, a stripling of a lad. It wasn't in how great David was. Nor even in his weaponry. But it was his faith in God. He knew that God, his God, is our trust in God. We know our God is able, brothers and sisters. Do you believe God's able? You know, the enemy would come to oppress us, to push us, to pressure us, to get our minds and our eyes off the victory that there is in, in Christ tonight. But the weapons, the Bible says, of our warfare, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold of the enemy. You know, I was so encouraged, and I'm sure you'll hear about it, but we looked at the gifts of the Spirit on, on uh, we got three, most of them, not all of them, on, on Monday night. But, you know, we, we really need a visitation of the Lord. But, you know, we went through those gifts. We actually didn't even get to the power gifts, the gift of healing and miracles and so forth. But we got home about half eleven, just get into bed, just about to hit the light off and the phone goes. And we had prayed for a man that was there. I'm going to let him testify, but we had prayed for a man that was in that meeting. And it's just wonderful. By the time he got home, he was completely healed. The power of God came upon that man, touched him in a mighty way. He phoned me at half eleven. I need. I said, well, you need to testify. He says, I knew I shouldn't have phoned you. <laughs> but it's good to testify, isn't it? Because when we begin to exercise our faith in the Lord, Begin to believe the Lord for God to move. Friend, I want to tell you it's real. God's real. God is real. And we need to remember that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. I want to encourage you tonight, friend. You know, sometimes it's enough just to stand to your feet and thank Him. It's more than enough just to thank Him for saving you. To say, God, I'm so thankful. Are you glad you're saved? Washed in the blood. You know, we need a visitation of the Lord. I'll close. Yeah, just and then we'll come to prayer tonight. I just feel we need to come into prayer. Just have a sense we need to, we need to pray and maybe pray for someone or someone's in this room tonight. But, you know, we, we need God to move. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We really do. We need to believe God for that. Just in its simplicity, we just need God to breathe. We need a move of the Spirit of God. And, you know, I was so encouraged just Last week or so when I was away for a few days and I went up, I was been sharing this a few times, but I just, you know, I went up into Kells and drove through. I didn't realize how beautiful a wee village it was. And then went over into another wee place just beside Kells. It's called Connor. And that's where God really began to move and save souls. And those four young men that we know about, how they were wonderfully saved. And then they began to pray and seek the Lord. And then there was one particular man, his name was John Campbell. John Campbell was as hard as nails. But that wee prayer meeting started to take John Campbell before the throne of grace. And his brother had got saved and family members had got saved, but John Campbell was as tough 
You ever come across someone as hard as nails for the gospel? So hard. And that's what we seem to be surrounded with today. People are hardened to the gospel. But that prayer meeting knew to get before the throne of grace, lay hold of God, bombard that throne, pray through, believe God. And John Campbell's brother was always preaching at him. He was from a hockle. I was trying to work out how did the revival spread. No internet, no phones, nothing like that. How did it spread? Well, John Campbell was working in Kells and he was from a hockle. A hockle, that's a good word, isn't it? A hockle. I'm going to hear the Americans trying to say a hockle. A hockle First Presbyterian Church. And uh, he went in the Kells. He was in the field one day. His brother walked up to him just one more time and challenged him to get saved. And the power of God came on him in the field. And it tells us that he began to shake under the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. He shook for three weeks before he surrendered his life. And he became a key instrument in revival, bringing it back to Ahako. And then God began to move in Ahako in a mighty way. They just built a 1,200-seater Ahako First Presbyterian Church. 3,000 turned up. It's too small. And they're standing in the streets with the rain and the mud. And all these different men and women began to preach the gospel. This wasn't ministers. It was God just moving through his body. How we need a visitation of God. We need God to move. He's the same God. He's the same God. I don't want to live in 1859. I don't. Nor 1904 or 1906. But these are markers in the calendar. God's great calendar. That what he did yesterday, he can do again today. I want to encourage you tonight. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Let's Believe the Lord tonight for a mighty move of the Spirit of God. Remember this, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But I tell you what they are, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. We're going to pray tonight, encourage you just to bring your request before the throne of grace. If you're in this room, this field to do this, if you're here tonight, you need prayer. Just as we're becoming into prayer tonight. But you need prayer. You need the ministry of prayer. You know, it was lovely this morning. Got to the end of the wee assembly. It was so precious. And I just asked the children, is there any giants that you face? And you know, they were just honest and open. And some started, started to share started to share the giants that they have. Fear of what other people think. That's a big one. That's a big one for big people too. Fear about what other people think. Fear of, of many different things. And they began to share. And then the children started to get beside each other and encourage them to pray one for another. There's something in the praying one for another. There is something precious in it because we're a body. I would love us to do that tonight if you need prayer, that we can pray for you. We can encourage you in the Lord. We can pray that God would fill you with the Holy Spirit. Pray that you get a mighty breakthrough. Pray that you get healed. Praise the Lord. There's a healer in this house tonight and his name's Jesus. You need anointed with oil. We'd anoint you with oil. We believe God tonight. But we're going to pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.